How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Changing Levels. I am your host, Austin Early. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. Um, I hope that you've had plenty of time to recover from the madness that was the Olympic trials. I know that I've kind of gotten some rest and relaxation this week between my um, coaching and work duties. Um, and a lot of time to reflect on what happened last Friday and Saturday. And I am happy to be here to talk to you this week about that. Um, let's do some affirmations. Hope you're feeling brave. Hope you're feeling strong. I hope you're in a position to accept the love that is being given to you. And I hope you are feeling that love. I hope that you are feeling confident feeling um, just grand overall, and if you're not, I hope that you can get to a place where you are. I am, again, so happy to speak to you. Um, you know, the last few weeks have been kind of crazy. NCAA tournament, Olympic trials, of course, I got back um, from the trials on Sunday evening, back to Indiana Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, I just feel great. I... I had a wonderful time, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, I'm not really going to go through results, read results. Um, I'm just going to kind of talk about the experience, talk about some of the storylines real quick. It's going to be a short episode, um, so you can get on with your weekend. We've had some long ones um, back to back to back, so it's about time to kind of have a short one thrown in there. That way we can um, get on with our weekend and um, get ourselves set up for the Senior Nationals um, here in a few weeks, and Cadet trials, junior trials, all that stuff, um, leading up to, you know, Fargo this summer, and then eventually the Olympic Games. Uh, so let's kind of talk about it. So I left Thursday, got down Thursday afternoon. I actually flew into Austin and then drove to Fort Worth from Austin, um, so got to see some of the Texas countryside and and experience uh, Texas driving at its best. Um, much different than here up here in Indiana, so um, that's fun. But um, I, uh, you know, got there Thursday, went to uh, America Gardens, hung out with Earl, hung out with Willie, uh, Brian Snyder was there, Tyler Berger was there, um, some guys from Oklahoma State. Um, we kind of ran into a whole cast of characters, um, had a great time Friday. Uh, of course, the trial started, and the first thing that we get hit with is Jaden's not in the brackets. I think Willie tweeted it out, and then immediately I uh, kind of go to work, kind of looking to see what I can find, and just who walks in front of me but Jaden Cox's grandmother. Her grandmother, his grandmother, his father, and I believe his brother... We're sitting about, I don't know, 10 feet away from me. So she actually stops and asks me how my day is going. And i am got this kind of question going in my head. I'm like, man, what's going on here? Does she know that he's not in the brackets? Is something going on? Was it a mistake? And so I just kind of asked her. I did my job as a journalist. I guess that's what I am now. I did my job as a journalist. And I said, hey... Um, I saw that Jaden is not in the bracket. Do you happen to know anything? Uh, what's going on? And she said she didn't, so 
Um, I hope I didn't break that news to her that he was, um, something was wrong, but, um, yeah, so, um, but you know what? They were there the entire tournament, which is absolutely crazy to me. I, I think that's so awesome that they were there and they were there to enjoy the wrestling and they, they watched the whole tournament with Jaden wrestling in it or not, so... I don't know if they were hoping that he would get in eventually because if they would, USA Wrestling or the um, USOC would, you know, change their mind. I don't, I don't know what they were hoping for if they were just there. I would like to think they were just enjoying the wrestling. Um, they're big wrestling fans, and, you know, I, I did see Jaden, and he was walking around signing autographs, giving interviews, and all that stuff. So obviously that was the big story of the weekend. I think everybody was waiting on uh, Cox. Everybody was waiting on Cox versus Snyder. And, um, you know, I, I I can say I was one of those guys. I picked um, I picked him. So, um, but, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, we got all the awesome wrestling. Um... We got, you know, we wrestled through the finals uh, Friday evening. I went back to my Airbnb, relaxed, um, just kind of hung out. It was it was a great Friday session, a lot of great wrestling. Um, get to meet a bunch of people, got to talk to a lot of nice people, and and man, it was a great experience Friday. And then you go back Saturday for Constellations. You know, we get to watch Nick Lee's run through the Constellation tournaments where he beat Zane, Yanni. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just thought that was wonderful. <laughs> he did such a good job. It's nice. Indiana boy got it done. Um, and then I went to a bar after that, had a couple drinks, and then went back for the finals and enjoyed the showcase that was the finals. And... You know, we we saw so much emotion and so much... Well, before we get there, I actually did write an ar article for Intermat. You probably saw it by now if you listen to this show. Um, if you haven't, um, I will link it in the bio. You can, you can read it there. Um, but basically just talking about the human element of the trials that, that you don't see on TV. Um, and it just really made me feel so awesome, you know. Um, you know, guys just signing autographs after matches, whether they win or won or lost. Um, you know, you know, we had wrestlers sitting in the stands with their family, sitting together because they're friends. Kids would come up and they would take every picture and every autograph, and they never said no. And they just, you know, they were happy to do it and happy to see these kids smiling. And you know, and I even talked about my article about Nolf. You know, the kid forgot his shirt. You know, and Nolf gave him his singlet, and you know that kid's face, and it was just something special, and I will never forget it. And it's just stuff you don't see on TV or when you're watching a stream, or you know, it, it was amazing. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I really thought that, you know, it was just so special to me. You know, um, obviously the wrestling was wonderful. That's what we were there for. You know, we're there to watch the wrestling. The best wrestlers in the world. The best team in the world, in my opinion. The United States of America. Um, I, th I thought that we we were ready to roll. So, um, 
Obviously, the finals come around. Um, we had two high school girls make the finals. Um, Kennedy Blades, Kylie Welker. Um, amazing young ladies just putting it on the line, going after it. I think everybody was talking about Kennedy Blades. And she had a hell of a run, man. She, you know, beat the people she beat. Beat Forrest in the challenge finals. You know, Forrest gave her a little shove. Amazing. But to me, people aren't talking about Kylie Welker enough, I feel like. Kylie Welker qualified at 68 kilos at the last chance. Lost to Kennedy Blades in the finals of last chance and then she bumped up to 76 not only does she bump up to 76 she makes the finals beats Victoria Francis in the challenge tournament finals and then she has to take on obviously one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time in Adeline Gray but man what poise by a 17 year old amazing I, I am just so, so, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words about it. It was so amazing. Those girls were amazing, and they're the future of women's wrestling. We are going to be okay, that's for sure. And I hate to bring this up again because, you know, this debate will rage on forever. Those girls are part of, you know, a freestyle mindset from the beginning. You know, women's college wrestling is free, so I know they're not in college yet. But Blades, I'm not sure about Kylie Wilker's training situation. I know she's up there in Wisconsin. But Kennedy Blades works in the it works at the, you know, accelerator program at Wyoming Seminary where she is coached by yeah, I'm pretty sure Adeline's there. Um I can't remember who else is there at Wyoming Seminary, but she <laughs> she's there focused on freestyle, learning parterre, learning from the best in the world. I just feel like if our boys were doing that, I, we would see more of our youngsters pushing our veterans at that level. I just think that the folk style system could use some tweaking. A lot of people, you know, they, you know, use that college system, which is great. You know, people get education and they, and they're able to, you know, put themselves in position to be successful after wrestling. And I think that is wonderful. And I will never, ever, ever, ever ask for that to go away. You know. A lot of first-generation college graduates in this sport. Never in my life will I ever ask for that to be taken away. But I just feel like if we worked on freestyle more at those developmental levels, of course we have good cadet and junior teams, but I think the depth, we need that depth. You know, I think we need to focus on it a little more. You know, all year round, we're focused on winning a college title, you know. And it's in a style that maybe isn't, you know, great or always transitions well to 
you know, winning an Olympic or a world title. Um, Chael Sonnen put something out, you know, why don't college guys transition to Greco? I think if we wrestled freestyle full-time, more guys would be comfortable switching to Greco because the parterre game would be, wouldn't be that much different. And we'd be able to kind of, you know, spread the wealth a little bit. But I think the folk style system for men's wrestling does hinder that for freestyling and Greco. Um, the Greco-Roman coverage this weekend I heard was, gosh, awful. And I hate to hear that because there was so much good wrestling. You know, stories like Jesse Porter came in the 10 seed after, you know, getting it done at last chance, comes in and does what he does. And he, he did it. He He's done it before. That's the thing. People forget that how good Jesse Porter is. The dude was always kind of second behind Kamal Bay. He was, um, you know, at the age group levels and had some battles with him. And, you know, no Kamal Bay in this way. And I thought it was wide open because of that. Um, I did pick Perkins, but I knew it was wide open. I think I even said that. Jesse Porter coming through the tournament did not surprise me because I know how talented that dude is. And 77 is such a deep weight that anything could have happened, and it did. He came through, he proved it. He was the best guy. There was no doubt about it. He took risk. He was exciting to watch. And he just got after people, man, and he should be so proud. His family is proud. I know his sister's proud. Um, his sister's got a boyfriend and a brother on the team. Sounds like, you know, you need to be friends with her. So, um, you know, and then we had the the Jenna Burke um, Helen Marulis match. You know, Jenna Jenna Burkett is just a It's just a wonderful representative of wrestling. And she is so sweet and nice, and she just wrestles her ass off. And she took one from Helen. She was on a tear through the whole tournament, but Helen would not be denied, man. She came through in that match three with the foot sweep. And I saw a picture. It was, you know, after that. I don't remember who took it. I tried to find it again today. It was from the opposite side that everybody else was on it seemed like and you could just see Jenna's face and I just hate that just the raw emotion those human moments I talked about in my article I'm sorry mom that's what she said I'm not sure there was a dry eye in the place just not sure it was it was such a such a moment and you know then we had uh, you know Miracle and Kilty go three matches Kilty was injured. I hope she's doing okay. Um, it's it's one of those things. I think it was a shoulder injury. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, moving on, you know, I picked Vito over Gilman. And Vito, I thought for about a minute and a half, was going to make me look really smart. He got a 4-0 lead over Gilman after a takedown and turn. And then was kind of beat up after that for a match and a half. 65 got blown wide open by J.O. What a story there. That dude has been knocking on the door for years. And it's always 65, isn't it? Always seems to be 65. 2016, it was Molinero. You know, he made the run, beat Metcalf, beat Pico, beat Steber, I believe. 
I don't have the bracket in front of me, but I think that's what happened. You know, and then J.O. beats Yanni, beats Nick Lee, beats McKenna. McKenna had a hell of a turn. 65 is just so tough. So tough. And then the big story of the weekend, Burroughs, Dake, biggest matchup probably in the history of the trials. At least one of them in recent history, anyway. Dake took it two straight over Burroughs. Outscored Burroughs, which had never been done by an American going into this. So every loss that Burroughs had taken to an American, you know, Taylor, um, you know, and whoever else, Imar, um, what's his face that wrestled 70 kilos that James Green beat, um, you know, those were all criteria wins. Even the Dake win in 2017 was a criteria win. Dake beat him, what, 3-0-3-1 or 3-0-3-2? Just an amazing performance by Dake all tournament. You know, he <laughs> he looked damn near unstoppable, and I'd, I think that he's going to be the guy to win gold in Tokyo. You know, he's getting drawn into the bracket. He doesn't have enough seeding points. That's that's bad news for everybody, I think. You don't want to be the, the guy that draws him. Maybe you want to draw him first because he's going to make the finals. You get pulled back in. Uh, Taylor and Bo was a weird kind of... A lot of people talking like, oh, well, did he let him win? Or what was that? It was odd. Snyder, dominant. Gable over Quiz, more dominant than I thought. Amazing, amazing performance by that young man. Um, you know, and then we had, you know, Sarah Hildebrandt over Victoria Anthony. Victoria Anthony looked great all tournament. Hildebrandt just wouldn't be denied. I do think that Victoria Anthony might be a little small for 50 kilos. I think we talked about that last week a little bit. Um, Gray and Mensa Stock look like world champs. Um, I think our women's team could bring six medals home. I think we're looking at a six-medal type of team. And it could get interesting. If they gave away team awards, that team race would be very interesting. And then the Greco team. I think the Greco team has a shot. Hancock, Coon, all have shots to medal. Um, you know... I I just I I hope they have a good performance. You know, we need it. We um, the United States needs that shot in the arm, I think. In the Greco, so that way they can get some coverage, but um but yeah, and then you know, I got to go out after the trials and hang out with you know, with Earl and Jason Bryant, Nate Jackson, uh Joe Dubuque, Coach Ayers from Princeton. Um, Shane Sparks was there. I saw a lot of faces I recognized. Um, some faces I didn't recognize. I got to meet and talk to some interesting people. And I am so thankful for my experience. Um, and I am so thankful for um, the opportunity to meet some of you that talked to me this weekend. And, um, and I'm just thankful for this sport. You know, without this sport, I don't know where I would be. Um, probably drugged up and are dead right now um, like a lot of the people that I grew up with and you know this sport is just so special and I kind of said that in my article again and you know and this weekend really 
this past weekend just really set that tone for me again that I, I just, I knew. And I, it made me kind of open my eyes to that again because, you know, how sometimes you you go forever in something and, and that kind of wears down or you kind of just, your blinders get put on or whatever. You get obsessed with winning as a coach or you, you know, you just, you forget sometimes and sometimes you need that reminder. And I think I had that reminder. Um, but yeah, that's all the time I have for you today. A quick 20-some-odd-minute show. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Trials. I hope you enjoy your weekend. I hope that, uh, you know, you get some rest, spend some time with your families. Um, I'm going to be coaching on Saturday, so... First freestyle meet of the year here in Indiana. Well, I think, at least for our club, I think somewhat for last week, but... So I'm excited about that. But, um, yeah. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Um, follow us on social media at ChangingLVLS. Follow me at Air Early. Much love to you all. Have a great weekend. See you next week, next Friday. Peace.